0: You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant.
1: Well, me? Well,
2: <laughs> so I'd That's like, like really to know if I was married to a oh, horror piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you could just look at her license.
1: My it's a
3: special stripe.
4: That you
1: know, is amazing. Stripe oh there. my gosh!
4: Oh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions.
1: back, everybody, to another episode of The Best Of, the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Frank Caliendo in studio, next on The Best Of.
0: Stranger Things. My My Sharona. She was an interesting woman, I will tell you that. (laughs) Sharona? Did you ever meet
4: Sharona? I did not.
0: I was working at Capitol Records at the time when this song came out and they came and there actually was a Sharona. Had the personality of a rock. Honestly, you think yeah, I, uh, yeah,
4: this kind of song—you never know mm-hmm. what a Sharona might be. It could be anything. Could be anything.
0: Could be it's the true.
1: name of, you know. I thought it was like a car. A Anything.
0: A Shavon. Shavon. My doing penis humor over there. That's crazy uh, Frank Caliendo's with us, honey. Oh Why don't we turn God. it over to him? <laughs> I'm
5: glad I was slightly turned out from tuned out for the break stuff.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. am just John <cool>. <John's face. laughs>
0: All the things I thought you were going to say that
1: was <laughs> not anywhere near the top of this. <laughs> Oh, all that was times. hilarious! Oh my that was good. God. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, Frank Uh-oh. and I just realized our eyes realized. I asked Frank about it, but I've known Frank for 19 years now. It's unbelievable. It's been that long. We're still very young. It's all I
5: know. <laughs> yeah, I'm 45 now, and I feel every moment of it. It's the uh, you know, I used to get on planes, and I, you'd get off the plane, and you'd be like, I'm ready to live. Now I get off the plane, and I'm like, I need a nap. <laughs> get I off need a nap place. from went, sitting yeah. and changing. I uh, I've been feeling like that since I was like 14. So. <laughs> wow. well, Why do I not doubt that? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Very good point. Yes. But
0: 45, I mean, Rodney Dangerfield didn't even kick in until he was like 65.
5: Really? Yeah he was yeah he 65? was very he was, angry about that really? too he was, like, uh, he was yeah that he had uh that, that he'd been overlooked for so long i'd heard a lot of, lot of stories about that he was he was jaded huh. it was very he jaded and uh, the thing is you, you, if you can make just do whatever you know who cares yeah, right yeah what's the difference to be at that level
1: but he was a big deal for a long time he was yeah. so maybe you know that's about as, you know, people are are only big for what ten, fifteen years mm-hmm. generally. He was
0: big for a long time. So
1: yeah. maybe he wouldn't have made it. Yeah, when he you never
0: there. know.
5: I could have been an action star. <laughs> Let
0: me tell you, <laughs> when <laughs> I was a kid, you know. I. Uh, Do you ever hear? Did you ever Cesario's story about meeting him?
5: Uh, I'm not sure. You know
0: Cesario, really yeah, Jeff. Well, Jeff Cesario's walking down the street in New York with uh, Jerry Seinfeld, and they happen upon <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> it shows how jaded he was, by the way. So, Jerry Seinfeld says, Rodney, I want to introduce you to a fine new uh, comedian. Just got into business in town here. This is Jeff Cesario. And Rodney goes, Cesario, huh? Stick to the tumbling." <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> sound like him. You're
0: Italian. You should be a tumbler. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, tumbler. he was an interesting guy.
5: Yeah, I, I'd never gotten the chance to meet him. So, really, uh, nice it, it is weird when you... When you see, when you meet people that you've been uh, watching your entire life, yeah, yeah. that it can it can go well, it can be you know in the middle, and it can be really really bad <laughs> to see behind the scenes with some people.
0: Yeah, it's, you know one thing that that is really cool though is like you know even though you were on a national TV show when I met you to watch your career you know blow up the way it did from that perspective it's really cool too though.
5: Yeah, when you see somebody. Uh, you know ascend like that and you I remember somebody saying to me "He's like this is like watching somebody become famous I've never seen that before and the right. guy but the guy also then you uh, he, he let me know, let me know later that he used to date Tina Fey too and then Tina Fey went like through the roof and everything that was a little bit later than that so it was like she was already on Saturday Night live but once she started doing uh, what's her name from Alaska
1: Sarah Palin, Palin. then
5: you know that that whole thing. That was one of the toughest moments for me too in show business. I was supposed to be the lead guest. This is a later, another story, but just revolves around Tina Fey. I was supposed to be the lead guest on Letterman, and Tina Fey became available, and they bumped me down to the second guest oh, nice. and moved Tina in there, which made sense. She was she just started doing the Sarah Palin thing, and oh, it was yeah. huge. But I was like, oh, this was I was really looking forward to this. But the the second part of it was well, she'll bring bigger ratings than me anyway, so more people. Might nah, be I don't know
0: about that.
5: Oh yeah, she yeah, she's. I mean, oh, but
0: Letterman yeah. was very political too, and she they agreed I think that was
5: before though too that was before Letterman started showing as much of his cards as he did later oh, really? he did a little bit but yeah, a little bit, it yeah. wasn't later it became you know that's the way all late night tv is though now for yeah, the most part except oh, for yeah. you, fallon's away from that a little bit a because little, i don't yeah. think that's his natural nature mm-hmm. but i think the branders and the everybody that's around there saying you have to do this otherwise you're going to lose cuz that's who's watching at that time,
0: I suppose. Yeah, I suppose it,
5: it is. Uh, that that's a function of it, I believe. It's if if it w- if it weren't, people wouldn't be doing it. Colbert started going that route, and then everybody else kind of followed, mm-hmm. even if they didn't want to, because that's what was working so much. Is
0: he funny? Because I don't know. You know I Colbert, can't yeah, I think he's
5: incredibly funny, but it's it's hard. I think because I'm a middle of the road type of person. So yeah, if somebody's yeah. not on that train, it's difficult for me to watch a lot of the stuff cuz I I spent most of my career going I don't I'm trying to play it really safe right, here right. because that's my own personal my own personal thing is hey you'll have your own uh, political thoughts you're right you're entitled to those Right. and for me to tell you that you're completely wrong unless it comes down to flat out racism or sexism <clears> that's, yeah, that's yeah. obvious but not something that's being called racist that you're going to go well you kind of added two and two together to get the racist there but if it's blatant racism, you know, you, you see somebody do something racist, you are know, like, or say something racist, you're like, you know, we're, you're, you're not getting your sticker today. That kind of thing.
0: But you hear somebody say you know, something. White people get stickers. Did you know that? I
1: did not know that. Yes. If but, we go a day without saying something racist, yeah. we get a gold star. But
5: so you don't get your sticker today? <laughs> oh! I don't. Not when you're in the room. I never get my sticker. So... Uh, but I forgot where I was going with that. But it, <laughs> I just know that stickers make everybody go off track on it. It was wonderful. Um, yeah, but if somebody says something and somebody else ties it together to be like, "Well, that you said this about uh, some ethnicity, and then uh, this ethnicity yeah. also likes pizza," you're being racist. Like, no, yeah, no. you're just adding. Gosh. Like that's what everybody does is they take two. Yeah. They'll take two different arguments. That that have a couple things going on in them and make them as though they're one argument, and that's when it you're going, no, you can't. It's like it's also this. It's perspective. I always say to people, politics is a lot of this too. When I say you're over there, and you would say, no, I'm over here. Right. Well, we're both right.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's exactly
5: right. And people are just looking at it from different ways. And again, that goes out the window when it's you know blatant. And there are people who are blatantly racist and sexist and stuff like that out there but there's also humor that can be done like i talked about this on the podcast that i do with with some people eric griffin and uh ryan davis as well it was like listen what's your tone what's what is are you trying to say a group of people is lesser than you if you are then i have some issues but if you're saying it in jest because there's some generalizations that we all kind of know and you're not doing it to try and downgrade somebody that's that can be a way of saying hey we're different and that's what makes it great yeah. that we yeah. your culture does this and mine does this. Oh my gosh, we're both ridiculous. And See, that's that's oh, yeah. but people won't do that anymore. It's it's got a lot to do with uh, Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. Social <laughs> oh, media. Yeah. Oh yeah. Social media is just Definitely, brutal. It
0: is. I got to be honest with you. I, I don't know if Richard Pryor would have a career today because I mean, one of my favorite things that he said, and I just thought it was hilarious because of the way he he stated it, he was talking to a guy, he was playing a guy who was drinking. Now, I don't know, it wasn't Mudbone, maybe it was Mudbone, but he was talking about uh, Jesus. He said, yeah, boy, I know Jesus. I was talking to him one day and I said, man, I warned him, don't go down there effing with them Jews without no money. I mean, that's funny. <laughs> Because it's a drunken old black guy. It's, fun. it's not it's not anti Semitic. It's not racist. It's just funny. Well, but you can't do that anymore.
5: I remember one point that my daughter said to me, Is it okay to say Chinese food? I was like
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, Wow. She's oh like, Because God. you're
5: singling it out as Chinese and I'm like, mm. Well yeah, that's it's food that Chinese people <laughs> Yeah, Not created. What what literally, yeah. What yeah. but to them it's just food. But right, yeah, <laughs> Or our food. <laughs>
0: but Oriental,
5: but, you can't say. Anything. Well, that's because Oriental right. is a is describing an object or a region,
0: like a rug or.
5: Something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh, so I just thought about that. If if, if a if a, a an Asian person was wearing a hairpiece. <laughs> That's an Asian person <laughs> with an Oriental, oriental rug. Wow. Yeah, I'm afraid to say it, but it's <laughs> pretty. Come on, come on! That's, come not on, that's quick
1: snaps. <laughs> it
0: is. It's quick. So I can blame it on Costanza. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fine. yeah, the, yeah I... A Greek you
1: think influence. we'll ever?
0: You think we'll ever recover from that? Because right now, most stand-up people are not really all that funny. I'm talking about the new up-and. I think the stuff
5: you see on television. But I hear I, I go and see comics at the clubs. Because I'm going to interview them on the podcast, right, and uh, right. I go and see a little bit of their acts in the like, club, and everybody's way anti-PC out there. There and they set it up nicely. They really? say things, yeah. They say the things like Eric Griffin does, and
0: I love Eric Griffin. And he He's calls a himself
5: an, a self-hating. Um, it was something I got into talking to him about. He's called himself a self-hating liberal, and I'm like, well, it sounds like you, 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 like most of us all go. Well, that would be great if we could do this but it's impossible because you need a law to stop it yeah you know and yeah. that's that it's a it's a weird thing and I th- I found him to be completely brilliant and, like he, he, and amazing you've had him in before oh yeah, several uh, times. he's really good guy. and super talented to the mm-hmm. point where you don't see like he can sing and he has all yeah. the stuff he can do and I hadn't seen any of that. Just the like more monologuing type of things, and uh, and some of his acting, which was very good. Mm-hmm. But to see him go into his woo woo's with his singing and stuff like that, I was like, holy cow! But yeah, but yeah, I, I watch. There's I think there's a reality. I've heard. I talked to an older school comedian. I tell you who it was off the air. But uh, a person I would see considered <laughs> a genius because I don't want to out this person. But he said to me that he's like you know a lot more comedians are way more libertarian to conservative than you think. Just look at how they're you know and there's a piece of me that goes too, and like i said i'm pretty middle of the road probably closer to libertarian ish like do whatever you want yeah, just don't too. make me pay for it it's just right no, the kind no of you're thing. absolutely right so and i don't mind paying taxes but i pay taxes i'm good but just every time you raise taxes you're raising them on me and i want to know what you know i feel like i look at my taxes and go right. i'm really paying a lot already and um so uh, – but this comedian said a lot more, lot more comedians out there are much more in that, that, that reign, especially fiscally. They're like, hey, do whatever you want, but let's at least be uh, – let's at least worry and care about what we're doing with the money before we just start throwing it everywhere where people are just yes. going to waste it. Now, I see this with kids. Uh, like my kids, the, the, where when they go to – at school – when we were younger, pretty much most of us—I'm not sure how old everybody is in this room—but uh, when I was a kid, anti-establishment was being more hippie-ish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and right. saving the environment sure. right. and all yeah, that right. kind. Of. Well, now that's what's pitched in mainstream yep. media. Mm-hmm. So anti-establishment is actually kind of conservative or more, even more agree. conservative. Yep. So the kids and they blame it on Russian bots and stuff. I've seen that happen. Right. Like mm-hmm. no. It's they're 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 um, they're fighting back right rebellion now. They're at the, that's the rebellion mm-hmm. stage. Yeah, they're and the they re-
6: don't like it because it's what they're being told by like you know Burger King and
5: yeah. All Paramount corporate America's... Pictures and everything. Corporate America's constantly telling you... Everybody's right. got... Yep. Uh, B- Burger King has a rainbow. That, think about that 30 years ago. That would not have happened. No. N- and not no. that there's something wrong with that happening. Mm-hmm. Just I'm telling you, when corporate America jumps on something, the kids start to look at it and go, yeah. well, they're just trying to sell me the same stuff? Right. Why, I don't know what I... Yeah. And it could be for good reason. But as a 15-year-old kid, a 14-year-old kid, especially yeah. a, a boy, they... I, and I, the only reason I single it out between the boys and the girls is I see my daughter is, and might be a testosterone issue, but I see my daughter kind of going. She'll question, but she questions it nicely. My son gets mad about it. He's <laughs> well, like, he's like, stop. Dad, these kids, he's like, he's like, these kids are all so stupid. Like, it's like, he's like, they just wow. do whatever people You've believe. To
1: Uncle Tommy, no, he's fifteen.
5: Yeah, he's 50, yeah.
1: Fifteen-year-old boys are a little angry. But
5: he's something. also very. I mean, he's very. He's a critical thinker and a free thinker. He's. He had a class where he said the teacher um, was talking about geography, and uh, the Great Wall of China came up or something like that. And she said, "Walls are never good." And she goes, "I don't want to be political, but walls are never good." And we're never? in Arizona, hmm. and uh, and he said, "But Dad, our houses are made of walls. Uh, <laughs> every house in in exactly in Arizona." Fence there aren't fences. There are people build cement brick walls. Is your wife really smart? My wife? Yeah. No.
1: Well, what did she take after
5: that? So her family just skipped her. No, there's a lot of... We just had a talk the other day. I'm like, you got to start thinking. Oh, God. No, I literally... I know somebody won't be listening she said, to this podcast. She, no, she said, no, she came to me and she goes, why, why do the kids love you so much and they get mad at me all the time? I said, first of all, anytime they say something, I listen to it and don't have an immediate reaction to stop it. I say... Okay, so let's think this through. Like my daughter with her broken elbow that hasn't healed. She wants to get a skateboard. So I said, all right, so you want to get a skateboard. Is that a smart idea? And she goes, well, Mom told me I can't have it. I go, I don't care what Mom said. She's going to dislike me for that for a month. (laughs) But why do you want a skateboard? She goes, because I can't do anything that I want to do. All right. All right, so you can't do gymnastics because of the broken elbow. She goes, but I can get on the skateboard. I said, all right. So do you think it's a good idea? She goes, Probably not. I go well. Why do you want it? She goes because I can't do anything. I go well. You think about it more, and then I had the talk with Michelle, my wife, about uh, you know all this stuff and. Then I got a text this morning, they're getting a skateboard. So, <laughs> so, so, so everything just went around me anyway. I'm you didn't but, offer leg around around. but it wasn't me. I wasn't around. saying get the skateboard. I was just saying let's <laughs> think phenomenal. about this first. But I wasn't putting a, the kibosh on it immediately. Right. I was saying, why do you want this? What are you going to do? Do you think you can get hurt more with this? It's all a possibility. And I said, you can't. We have this constant fight. She tells the kids to pick up after themselves, but then she'll leave a plate just sitting around and uh, an empty bottle. I'm like, you cannot tell the kids clean up after yourselves if you're not doing it yourself, because they don't they don't believe you. Right? Mm -hmm. It's the it's the the, where did the kids learn to do drugs? Uh, I learned it from daddy. You know, it's like they see it on TV. You know, they see the dad doing it, and then it's a commercial on TV. But it's all that they live by what you do. Not what you say, right. yeah. and if they you set a good you. example, oh, yeah. and they don't even know they're watching you. But then, as they get more critical, as they get older, they start to watch and then use it as ammunition against you.
0: Not our kids.
5: Okay, oh, I have a three-year-old, and she's already doing that.
1: Yeah, yeah
5: <laughs> oh, they, and they just learn earlier now. Yeah, it's just that you know because there's they're able to see. So much more stuff in there. Uh, the, the iPads in front of them with family situations and stuff. And then, like well, my kids started watching Disney, and you watch Disney Channel, and it's a kids sa- kids rule the world on Disney Channel, and parents are idiots. Yeah, eight. and it's yeah. Uh, and it's always the little girl that saves everything. The oh little, yeah, the little boy's yeah. usually pretty dumb, but the little girl <laughs> yeah. is smarter than everybody and better than everybody. That's his
1: real life. And, yeah, and,
5: <laughs> and the dad's the big dumb guy, and that's his real life. <laughs>
1: best of the tom bernard podcast hi everyone welcome to john madden football that was frank caliendo on the best of coming up next we had comedian actor tj miller in studio talking about what fame can really cost next
0: I got, I got left in a dust. It was sad.
6: Tom emoji. That, that emoji actually had got a million downloads in the first yeah, minute though. First minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, how Something many of like those that. were like a botnet? Kim they... emoji. But yeah, yeah you were so saying you know, the say, the Car- look the... how popular this app is, and the but the Kardashians sort of were the beginning I think of the epidemic. Like Paris Hilton was there. There were people that were, um, you know, kind of beginning to be famous for the sake of being famous. But the Kardashians painted this picture of we're famous because we're famous and we're rich because we're famous and we're happy because we're famous and we're rich. And that just is like so unhealthy. And it also speaks to how actually insecure and sad they are. Yes. I mean, they're just, and no one who's actually happy needs validation that frequently or is publicly being like, my life is so great. Yeah. You know, and then uh, you've got, if there, if your dad is so desperate to be, famous that he's like i'm gonna be a woman and i want to be the it's like that when that happened i was like this is an incredibly unhealthy environment
0: (laughs) yeah it was nothing about in uh, orientation i i i don't think so i look i don't know
6: i don't know i absolutely don't know but right once he became a woman suddenly he was on the cover of magazines if you're around these women that want to be so famous and then are so famous and are just such a center of the attention, maybe you would eventually be like, what if I was a woman? I mean, that's right. how fucking unhealthy that world is. Yeah. And I just, I I kind of like, you know, Wahlberg just is very private. He just kind of is very private nice about guy, it. Nice guy, though. Yeah.
0: I've interviewed him several times. Like, he's a really yeah, nice guy.
6: And very genuine also. Yep. Really, really about... All about Boston, you know. Private about his religious beliefs because he, he and I right. have never talked about that. Right. But really, really giving to that community, and I, you know, I was raised atheist, so I, I'm, I'm not involved in that or know anything about it. But you didn't turn. What's
0: that? Usually, when you're raised atheist, you become religious. Oh, them. right! That's the
6: rebellion. <laughs> they do. The it's rebellion true. is this all. This all is meaningful. God has a plan for me, Dad. Dad, fuck you. You're not my real father. <laughs> my real know. father is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Um, you no, know, I, I, I kind of. That, <laughs> that just growing up. That was just yeah. sort of what it was. And then, you know, there's a saying in my household, which is like you know, there's atheists and there's religious people and then they're agnostics and religious people are cowards. Agnostics are just atheists in denial and then atheists are the people that, you know, are actually kinda of know what's going on. So I, I just grew up that way. Mm-hmm. I think I flirted with like Buddhism and stuff like that. My wife's a Buddhist mm-hmm. and uh it just it's not for me. You can't it's tough to be a comedian and not take anything seriously and then you know quietly yeah. be like Catholic or something. And no, a lot no, of you
4: my
0: family be Catholic, is because at least you're wired to the mafia then. Yeah. You got
6: to pick any religion. And at, at least at least your uh, your church owns the most property in Manhattan and is hiding all of that money. <laughs> it's very true actually. I I I jokingly visited a Scientology building. Oh god. In uh, Los Angeles almost just to kind of see what it was like like watching a uh, you know, a, a car crash, you kind of can't keep your eyes off, or something like that. But uh, then I came back and I was living with Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine at the time because I've Not had a very bad. strange life. and Not a bad looking woman and uh, not a bad looking woman not a bad looking guy (laughs) i I ran into him in new york and they both kind of look like they're like dolls you know
0: another nice guy by the way
6: great guy yeah yeah yeah. and he was quick he's always quick he never talks about his career i'll say what are you up to he's like ah you know i'm filling in for somebody at, at fox it's fine we'll see what happens this has got to get picked but anyway how are you how's the wife congratulations on the wedding he's just so quick to be focused on you and being happy for what's going on with you and uh anyway so i was, I was living with them and rebecca romaine i said oh yeah i went to the church of science because what did you do? what what do you mean did you give them your name and i was like no i gave them a fake name she's like you prompt i want you to promise me you will never go back you will never talk to anybody who's a scientologist you in it. and it was kind of scary it just yeah. felt immediately like she knew something or had somebody who had an experience or she had an experience with Scientology that was so horrifying that she really wanted. And Jerry O'Connell called my parents and and was like, TJ, you know, you better make sure that he never talks to you about Scientology. And this is really, really crazy. He actually he brought that up when we met up in New York because he was with his parents. But then uh, years later, I did this film called Unstoppable with. Uh, uh, Denzel Washington, Chris Pine is great movie. Yeah, and those are good dudes. It is a really, it's a it's fun a movie. Really good. Movie. That's one of the few scripts I've actually read. They when the <laughs> the, the, the press <laughs> people badmouthed me in uh, Silicon Valley or on the show Silicon Valley, and they were like, he would show up and do a table read and not have read the script. And I was like, yeah, because I do better at the cold read. And if you read the script, you're not going to laugh hard at the jokes because you, know, you already know the about
0: jokes. That? I never ever pre-read anything ever. Yeah, news, whatever it is, it's I want to be have a natural reaction, just what you're talking about,
6: I, and I think that's really important. And you know, you yeah. got these studio executives in the room, and they're judging the script by how much everybody in the room is laughing. So all of that was by design. But I also just don't really read script. I, I'll read a little bit of a script, but you can tell so much about what the movie is going to be like just from the cast and the concept and who the director is, right? And But I could not put that Unstoppable script down. It was just so, so good. good. But like Ready Player One, I didn't read the script for that. It was just like, they called me and they were like, Steven Spielberg wants you to do this movie called Ready Player One. And I was like, okay, yeah. And I was like, should I read the script? And they were kind of like, why? And I go, oh, okay, (laughs) because what are you not so I'm like okay and then I go when does he want me to do it and they're like we don't know and I was like okay so when will I find out and they're like whenever he wants to call you and then they called and they I went out to they were shooting in Watford England and they put Kate and me up at this estate and I said so when am I going to be shooting and they're like whenever he wants and so you just sort of sit around waiting until Steven Spielberg is like, you know what? Today I think I'll shoot the scenes with TJ Miller in them. <laughs> and then you go in and, and you shoot it. And it, it's it, it was really a bizarre, bizarre thing. But in that movie Unstoppable, I met Ethan Suplee, who's a, who's a great friend of mine. And he didn't bring it up for a really long time, but then I tweeted something about Scientology and he texted me and he was like, Hey man, you know, those are good people. You don't need to make fun of them. And I was like, are you a Scientologist? And he was like, yeah. Uh And it was so interesting because later Kate and I became really good friends with him and his sister-in-law is, um, why am I blanking on her name from California? She was in that movie, California with Brad Pitt. Um, she has a a band. I don't know. What
0: the hell was the name of that show that Ethan Suplee was in? The TV show. He was phenomenal.
6: Oh, in I think. It, well, he was in Boy vs World, but no, no, no. no. The uh, one you're talking about is uh, My Name Is Earl. God.
0: My Name Is Earl. Oh he was phenomenal, yeah, which was so great. <laughs> he was phenomenal. in that Yeah, he was
6: so funny. He was. Um, yeah, but great show. So, and you know, I I didn't talk to him about it a lot, but one one day I sort of said, so "What it? What is it? What's the deal with you being?" Scientist Juliet Juliette Lewis is is oh, um yeah. yep. she's great she's so good and uh, yep. and she's a Scientologist and I said what is the deal with you being a Scientologist and he was like you know what there's a bunch of us Leonardo DiCaprio he's like Leo me uh, Giovanna Ribisi in it, yeah. um you know a couple other people he's like you know we just grew up as scientists he's like it's kind of like being Catholic and I was like well do you go to the church anymore and he's like, you know, when they have family movie nights <laughs> and there's advanced screenings for stuff, I'll take my kids. If they want to say if they want to see secret life of pets before their friends, yeah, we'll go we'll go to the whole thing. But he's like, you know, and I and I said, do you give them 10% of your income? And he's like, I mean, I don't have a manager. You know, he kind of, so he really sort of demystified it as like yeah. he's just sort of said like this isn't this crazy terrible cult. There, there is, I guess maybe that aspect. But he's like, for us, it's just. And I said, well, are your kids Scientologists? And he goes, I don't know. As much as someone's kids are Catholic, who don't, you know, necessarily have really anything to do with it. I think it's like non-practicing Jews. He's like, I guess they're Scientologists. Yeah, it is I really mysterious. Really yeah, but yeah, then, but then when you're up close to it, it kind of becomes not that mysterious again because we were such good friends and i wasn't going to like stop being friends with him because he was a scientologist yeah. but then kate kind of had a conversation with brandy his wife and it was just like super chill she was kind of like we haven't had a bad experience with them so oh, i don't know i don't know why we rat. would bat bad mouth them was that <laughs>
0: I would join if they give me a skipper hat like L. Ron had. Yeah. (laughs) He had his own skipper hat. What the hell was that all about? Did he have his own, like, ocean liner, too? Yeah.
6: I mean, there was all this stuff, too, where, like, he wrote so many books and all this. But I I think the biggest problem with Scientology is if you're born into it and your parents sort of were part of the 70s, the iteration of it now from my understanding, is they own a lot of drug rehab centers, mm-hmm. and they own a lot of acting schools. Right. And so what they do is the people that come to Los Angeles and have either of those problems, a drug problem <laughs> or an right. acting problem, Very good. Uh, they they sort of uh, take advantage of those people. So they bring them in and... Then you're paying rent to the landlord, which is, you know, certain apartment buildings or Scientologists. And so they're just taking a lot of money from people who maybe are very vulnerable. Right. And, you know, I'm not a fan of that. But then, like Kate was saying, she's like, I don't know, isn't that like what the Catholic Church does? <laughs> is you're like, need to turn to somebody for, you know, Jesus is my savior. Now here's the collection plate and then you know you put you donate to the church. It's like so it's it's also sort of a transaction. I think the big thing is that in Scientology you can't leave. And but I also didn't get that sense from Ethan. I I didn't I didn't see at any point that he was gonna you know that he 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 kind of was like it's a take it or leave it situation. We'll take it. So you want to, you know, do that. And you know he was also He's in a weird position because he's a great actor. I mean, he was in American History X. He was in Blow. He's been in these epic movies, and he's incredible in them. Um, But all of his money comes in, of course, from the residuals from My Name is Earl, but also uh, um, Boy Meets World. So he, he sort of was in a weird position where it's not that he wasn't concerned with money, but that was coming in. So somebody taking 10% would be, but he was the first person to say to me, he was like, I don't want a publicist. I want, I want to have as few people working for me as possible. And slowly in Hollywood, you find that if you're really powerful, you only have a lawyer and maybe a business manager, Chris Rock, Chris Rock. I'm not even sure if he has a business manager, but that's just really, really smart. It's like the ultimate power is Bill Murray. Because he just has a one eight hundred number. One eight hundred number, baby. And people know that, and and he yep. kind of he really doesn't care about the the Hollywood of Hollywood. He just sort of wants to do the work. And Woody Allen is like that. I mean, I don't I don't think I'm not sure Woody Allen has a a manager an agent. Oh, actually, he still has the same managers from when he started. But he kind of does most of his deals because. He just doesn't want somebody between him and the work. And um, that's why I left to go to New York. Because I was like, I can't. I I have great friends. Great friends that are just now getting into that dangerous area where they've been in Los Angeles just long enough to start to drink the Kool-Aid and it's about when you there they've got a house and the house has a pool and then the wealthier ones are going to get a boat that they'll keep and the, and it's like this really weird version yeah. of suburbia where everyone's life is the same everybody cares about the, they're going to the same Emmy parties cuz they did and the pre-Oscar parties are going to be the the, the and that's why there's very few of us in New York, because you get kind of sucked into there. But the only people that live in New York are like Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, Claire Danes, Chris Rock, Susan Sarandon, Janine Garofalo, and that's it. And like Jim Gaffigan, he's a comic who's right. also doing really right. good work in film and television, and that's it. There's just, there's like nobody else. And they kind of have a clique, like Ryan and Jake and – Uh, Claire Danes and a couple of, and then Chris Rock is kind of much more family oriented. He actually lives in New Jersey. And then there's people like Kate and me that just kind of, you know, Susan Sarandon lives on our block. Janine Grofflow is around the corner. We live next to John Leguizamo. He also lives there. But we they're kind of doing their own thing. Like Leguizamo is very nice to me, but he he's also kind of like, I don't want to be friends with my fucking neighbor. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's like just a regular neighborhood where you're yeah. like, I don't wanna hang out with somebody that I see all the time coming in and out. And then Susan Saranen is just really focused on yeah. politics. And Janine Graflo, I think just kind of wants to be in her apartment most of the time. So it's very interesting though because I, even though maybe it's some of us aren't that close, it's still you're in New York. Keegan Michael Key is another person that lives in New York, and but we're we're actually really close with him and his wife. Um, but they're very politically motivated. They're very New York focused, and. Uh, it's just uh, most people, 99% of the people in Hollywood just get sucked into Los Angeles and Hollywood. And it's really sad to see. I have one good, really good friend, I'm not going to mention his name, but he just, you know, he had a successful television show. Uh He wrote a great book. Um, was it Jesus? It's Jesus Christ, my <laughs> savior. Thank you, thank you very much. Jesus actually was a Scientologist. A lot of people don't <laughs> know that. <laughs> a lot of people don't know.
0: Yeah, that's and, uh, our hat.
6: But I, I you know, he's found a lot of success. <laughs> and Jesus, not uh, my yeah, friend, yeah, right, right. and uh and you know, he, he's kind of gone. It's like I don't even know how to talk to him or what to talk to him about. And I think a lot of those people too. Kumail Nanjiani is a great friend of mine, uh, but I, I, I think he probably is like I'm hard pressed to find common ground mm-hmm. with you because I live in Los Angeles and you live in New York, and yeah, I you're I that. It's more of a stand-up comic than an actor, even though you've acted more than I have, and I'm more wanting to be a movie star than see you a that stand-up way at all, comic. Michael. What do you I mean? See you,
0: I see you as an actor who happens to be a stand up.
6: Well, that's what most people see me as, but I started off as a stand up right, and right an improviser. Right now, right now. But yeah, I think, look, you know, when you become actor. famous for doing film and television, then people, I, all the time, people come up to me after a show and they go, you know, I just liked you in this thing. And I, I said, all right, well, I'll come and see you. And you're actually pretty funny. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like first of all, you can say, You were funny. You don't have to modify it with actually pretty. Um, But it's also that they just kind of are like, they almost, some people almost make it like this thing of like, they're like kind of ashamed because they're like, I mean, I came to see you because, you know, I wanted to see you in real life. And, but I just thought that this was a cash grab for you, you know? And really? yeah, and and that's just not the case because I've just been doing it for so long. But I think, I, you know, in part, I left Silicon Valley to do enough stand up that people could be like, oh, wow, he's a stand up comedian. Because I toured yeah. last year, I toured 51 out of 52 weeks. Oh, and then I did Scandinavia. And this year I'm doing a European tour later. But it's, I'm you know, I'm really focused on kind of having people have an opportunity to see me do stand up. Because I've been in enough movies, I f- I feel like, and I've been on television enough. It's like it's enough. Now mm-hmm. I can kind of do something where there's nobody between me and the audience, and then also it's really really fun to be able to. Because another reason Would people stay if I in bring Los the Angeles, other in too? yeah.
0: Do you mind if I do? do
6: I, mean? well, what, well, we don't really have the chairs for it, but we do. Okay.
0: I just don't want to... You have to be on stage in about 15
6: minutes. Yeah, I
0: know, right? No, I love that. I, live, I just don't want to keep you too long, is
6: what I'm saying. Oh, no. So I, um, yeah, just to finish, there's a lot of people that can't leave Los Angeles right. because they have to keep auditioning, and so you have to also get to a certain level to be able to live in New York, and then it's, I feel so fortunate. Every day I wake up, I'm like, thank God I live in New York. It's incredible that I married my college sweetheart, yeah. and... Uh, I can't believe that I can do stand-up and then hit pause on that when a, a great film project comes my way.
0: I think it's wonderful. And that, that's that's the only... really, really lucky. And by yeah. the way, the reason people love your voice...
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It only took me like an hour and a half to get it. I know. <laughs> no, no. Hey, listen. It's a rare treat to be able to sit and listen to someone like that that knows all about these things and enjoys talking about it. Most people just think, yeah,
6: yeah, whatever. I got to go. I do get sick of my, my own voice stuff. So, but why do you think?
0: I know why. Because I have the same situation. You have three different tones in your voice. So some people, for you and me, they hear we have a high voice or a mid-range voice or a low voice. They cannot hear all three notes. Isn't that amazing? What makes your voice raspy is the fact you have three separate tones in it, like I do. Really? Yeah. And people cannot hear all three. They might hear one or two, but not all three. Including you, by the way. You can't even hear it. And I can't.
6: But uh, yeah, I can hear that I consider you to have sort of a lower, gravelly voice.
0: Right, right.
6: I always thought it was marijuana and clove cigarettes. (laughs) Well, and I thought that Americans like that cowboy (laughs) ideal. But it is true, and you know, I'll. Li- it's, right. I guess to quit with what it's you're saying weird, to like, quit to um, quit. <laughs> I when I when I watch myself, I can't hear what other people say nope. as such a distinct voice. That's correct. I can kind of understand that it's sort of raspy and stuff, but occasionally Kate will sort of mention it, just like like teasing me or something like that, and. It just reminds you, I mean, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah. But I had the funniest, I I told this story earlier, but I had the funniest experience at a pharmacy where I was on the phone and I was in a heated argument with Kate, I think, about trapper keepers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, you know, you fucking, you can't be sure that they all had Velcro. I mean, some of them had to have fucking magnets. And she was like, bullshit they had they, they had a magnet they weren't a trapper keeper proper and i was like well well you really think they were off brand tra- trapper keepers and she was like there's off brand everything tj it's not a fucking True. you know it, it's of course there were off brand trapper keepers and i uh, and this woman kind of kept ducking around the she kind of would pop into the aisle and look at me and i'd make eye contact with her and she'd really like, quick go go back in the other aisle And I got off the phone and she came over and she said, I just had the weirdest experience. And I said, what happened? She said, well, I was buying Mucinex. (laughs) And I started hearing your voice. And I thought it was one of those advertising things where you press a button and the mascot talks to you. And she goes, but I couldn't find the the device and she said and then you started saying the f word and stuff <laughs> and i was like well i don't think that the mucinex man would sort of do we saying fucking shit and stuff she said the f word and the s word um and it's just was the weirdest thing and then i i came over and then you, you were right here on the phone and i go yeah and i go did you end up buying the mucinex and she's like no <laughs> you, know, you know almost like it was too weird i'll never buy Musnex again
0: it was talking to me man i can't buy it
6: yeah it. right exactly it's like a bad acid trip but uh yeah that's how recognizable the voice there you know a lot of people say i thought it was you and then you start talking yeah. and i was yep. sure it was you um so yeah it's that's the other thing that people don't realize about fame is that you can't escape it you no, know you it's can't. like a It's it's it becomes part of your whole thing. And Kate always says it's like you can never take a suit made of a three piece suit made of hundred dollar bills off. You just have it on you and people are gonna look at you and be like, If I could just grab one of those hundreds, then I would have that's all I need from you. Just look at you have a whole suit made of it. Just give me one of the and the truth is that the hundred dollar bills are counterfeit. You paid for the suit, but right. the, the money's just fake paper. Hey,
0: JB, would you just tell him to come on in and we'll, uh, we'll get rolling? Thank you, sir. Uh, this was, yeah, by the way, uh, what you were saying earlier is 100% correct that uh, unfortunately, if you're that famous, uh, everybody who contacts you wants something. Mm-hmm. And it really gets old. That really does get old.
6: And I think at any, actually, at any level of fame,
0: you Any do, level, you Doesn't do, matter. yeah, right.
6: you yep. do you're have right. people kind of wanting something from you, and you also become a sort of social currency. So, you know, I think th- this is not the case, but let's imagine a family member wants you to come to their wedding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but a big part of that is because you're the their famous family. So they right. can say T.J. Miller was yeah, there. Right, yeah, yeah, right. and you know, I just recently talked about. Being famous, because I was also sort of ashamed of the idea of talking about it. I just thought there was no humility to it, but now it no, just is this great it but it just is this thing, and so I'm much more open about it. and I think also I'm starting in my stand up to realize like I have to talk about being famous. That's part of how people experience mm-hmm. me and look at me and uh Kate and I just have to talk about it because for our own protection, you mm-hmm. know. She has, she has to complaint. say, "Look, I don't think, you know, I, I, think, I do not think that you should ever tweet about where you are because we have a stalker. I think and so don't really ignore that, you know, stuff idea. like that.
0: <laughs> it is a good idea. I mean, even in, like regionally well known. I mean, obviously, regional people are not stars. No, being but you regionally have regionally well known. I never go out in public ever. Yeah, and when I do, I talk like this.
6: I talk sort of like hey, this. Hey, mm-hmm. how
0: doing? Nice to Hey, good to see hey, you. How hey, are geez.
6: You? Hey, could we have a table for two?
0: 99% of people are nice as hell.
6: Yeah, I think that's true.
0: They are. 1% is dreadful.
6: Yeah, you get people that kind of go, hey, can I get a picture? I I hate to be this guy, and I don't want to be this guy. And I'm in an important conversation with my wife, and Kate will be like, then don't be that guy. We're in the middle of a conversation. And I'll be like, hey, man. I'm sorry, but I can't take a picture right now. I'm kind of in the middle of something, you know, with Kate. And they'll be like, you know what? Fuck you, man. I didn't even, I didn't even know who you were. My my girlfriend made me come over here and ask for a picture. But you're fucking, they said you know, that to your good face. luck. Yeah, sure. Really? I, I mean, that 1%. It's 1%. The yeah, yeah. And yeah, we had a, we had a, a woman. Uh, Kate's father lives in Long Island. And... We had a woman at a restaurant. She's sort of drunk, and she was like, "What do you do?" And I was like, "I'm a comedian, <laughs> but not a very good one." And she's like, well, "What do you? What do you mean?" And I go, "I'm a stand-up comic, and I I do some acting also." And she's like, "Oh yeah, I know some actors." <laughs> and I go, "Okay." And it, it was it was very apparent that she just had no idea. And so I go, "All right, well," and then we took off, and she goes hey, good luck in your career. And I was like, thank you. Yes, I think, yeah, I hope, I hope. She goes, you're going to need it, TJ. Oh, my God. And it was a really weird, mean-spirited thing where she was like, you're never going to be anything. And you do get that energy from some people. You get people that are like, well, you used to be funny, but now you're not. And it's like, you just have to kind of learn to be like... (laughs) Okay. Because, you know, you the do. stand-up comic in me wanted to yell back, like, and good luck with your lonely, drunken, elderly phase of your life, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to do that. And she doesn't need to hear it. So I, I try and kind of take it with a grain of salt best of the tom bernard podcast
2: our state fair is a great state fair don't miss it
1: don't even be late that was tj miller on the best of coming up next closing out the show we're opening up the uh, all the way back to episode 355 with pat croft next it's dollars to donuts that
3: our state fair is the best state
0: fair in our state. <laughs> well, we do, ladies and gentlemen, have the lovely and talented Greek himself, Kostaki Economopoulos. Kostaki.
1: Hey, guys. The we Greek have, is chic.
0: We, have the Greek, <laughs> Yes. We have Pat Proft in studio with us. Do you know Pat at all? I don't know if I know Pat. What's up, man? Pat wrote every funny movie ever written. <laughs> so There.
1: Don't wow.
2: <laughs> take that, bastard. You don't on know
4: nothing.
0: <laughs> now, he wrote some of the great movies, and uh, we tried to go down the list, and it just got too long, and it got boring. Hey, Kostaki, do you like Star
2: Wars? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Snap, <laughs> Andy. Stab
2: Pat right in the back. I feel like I'm not in on this joke.
1: No, yet. you're not. And yes. you're lucky, man. You <laughs> say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, it's... Uh, Pat, uh, Pat, and the Zucker, a couple of the Zucker brothers. How many Zucker brothers are there? Pat? There's two, Pat.
4: and there's Jim Abrams.
0: I thought uh, there was another Zucker because there's Zaycker Zucker. Oh, there's a Zucker, Zucker
4: who produces television stuff, but they, uh, like the Good Wife and things like that. But it's not yeah, the same Zucker. It's not the same Zucker. Oh, no. And okay.
0: Anthony Zyker was the CSI guy.
4: And Tim Sucker is somebody, too, I know. Tim Sucker, uh,
0: yes, that's exactly right. I'd uh, say something here, but my wife and daughter. I
4: I stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. I stopped.
3: There is a cause, isn't there?
4: A what? Cause,
3: like Cosby, but it's shortened cause.
4: I think so.
3: God sucker, yeah. Yeah, I
4: yeah, yeah. Him,
1: yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Don, oh, God. When you have to explain was... the joke? No, I was kidding. I had to good. explain
4: it because it stuck <laughs> <No. no. Don laughs> trying... Pat's face. <laughs> I was trying to don't
3: backpedal.
4: <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it I have no idea what you're talking about. You should do the news for God's sake, man. Has Alex
0: put the flaps down on her Yukon <laughs> helmet?
3: Or is she not wearing it today?
1: Her trapper hat. Oh, no, she's okay with that. You're not, You're not wearing your crapper hat. Forty degrees. It's not, it's we have not, not said
3: we have not said tits yet. No. So
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> the ones with nipples, don. <laughs> of oh,
3: God.
1: Pat,
0: Pat, and uh, Kostaki, you probably don't know this, but Alex. Hates those two words. Ugh. You can say oh, anything else in front that. of her but those two words. What? Oh,
2: I didn't know that. That's very convenient for me to know.
3: you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for
4: got for weapons. For well, that first date, I think it would
5: be <laughs> not enough. So, <laughs> so if you have anxiety. any
3: jokes about Tom Brady that include nipples and
5: <laughs> <laughs> tits, don't, oh, don't say that. I'm never yeah. coming back here again.
4: Not with those tits.
1: Why am I here? Why am I here?
0: Kostocki with quick snaps, ladies and gentlemen. I thought the games were not all that good this weekend. I
2: agree. Last week's games were way better.
0: Yeah, not good games this weekend.
2: And thank you guys for lowering the bar on adolescent comedy, (laughs) usually. That's
4: right. Welcome to my career. For doing uh... (laughs) that.
2: Seahawks and their Percy Hurts kind of jokes, but uh, no, no problem. Oh, oh,
0: I like it. Their Percy Hurts. Their
2: Percy Hurts. Percy Harvin missed the season with an injury, and then he got re-injured with a concussion on the first game back. The Seahawks are hopeful Harvin will come back next week and get injured again.
0: Did did you see that hit, though?
2: Yes. Holy
0: Christ, did Bush smoke him.
2: Yeah, right. Oh, man. That's... That guy, he's had so many issues. Uh, The last football player with that many ridiculous injuries is O.J. Simpson in the Naked Gun movies.
1: Oh! oh, (laughs) What a
2: coincidence! (laughs) What a
0: coincidence!
4: Unbelievable. Guess who
0: wrote that movie? Pat Kroc wrote the the movie. movie. (laughs) That is fabulous.
4: <laughs> this is all coming together. Kastaki's like, circle. I wrote some gold there.
0: <laughs> Kastaki, that is the greatest. Pat was one of the writers of Naked God. That's great.
4: Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> That's uh, we wonderful. did. You know, we almost were witnesses at the <laughs> trial. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, because he supposedly was this arthritic man who couldn't do anything, and he was doing his own stunts. <laughs> All oh, so, right. Uh, so we Because the, the, I was there day He flipped himself over a bar and did all that kind of stuff. So, anyway, I interjected myself once again. I'm terribly no, sorry. No, 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 you didn't. Great.
0: Because what happened was, Kostaki, the judge said, Isn't that that asshole that wrote that Star Wars <laughs> TV show? <laughs> So we're not bringing him in here.
4: He has no credibility.
0: Kostaki, I think that's you know uh, this is where it was called synchronicity.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I haven't done a naked gun reference all season. <laughs> that is amazing, <laughs> and you, the, hilarious. That is Spent so at least great. three months.
4: <laughs> and I'm writing a football movie. This is incredible.
0: <laughs> Stars this tall, six foot five Greek guy.
4: Uh,
0: no, actually, Kostaki, how tall are you?
2: Uh, six one plus hair, you know. Six
0: one my ass. You're a lot taller than that, aren't you?
2: No, I'm not. I'm just
0: uh, delightfully imposing. I
2: always almost- <laughs> I'm
0: delightfully imposing,
2: yes. <laughs> Me too.
0: Oh god I but- agree
2: with your premise though, Tom. The games were you know, there were some they were fine, but the last week they were great. Uh but yeah, this week the Broncos beat the Chargers. In the first half, the Chargers total net passing yards won. One? One, one yard, or as Tim Tebow calls it, a damn good half.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not
2: bad. Praise Jesus. <laughs> praise, <laughs> praise Jesus. <laughs> Tebow, by the way, had a strong debut as a college football analyst. He did really well. Broadcasting. It's its weird. He's good at something that goes through the air. Very strange. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <be> pretty good. <laughs> then he tried to throw it back to the studio. Completely missed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Tateo left the game with a concussion. How do you test that guy when he already sees things that aren't there? Yeah, good point. <laughs> How many lies am I holding up? All right. <laughs> Philip Rivers, his country. I forget this about him. His post game interview. He was literally in a sleeveless shirt with a really thick Southern accent. It was like Philip the Cable Guy.
0: <laughs> I like that. And then, he,
2: <laughs> and then he said, "We just couldn't get her done." Yeah.
0: No, he oh, are you going to go? Actually, I got. I do have to give Larry the Cable Guy a little nod here. Why? Because he had a great joke.
2: Oh, he when has great
0: jokes. Kim Jong Un <laughs> fed his uncle to the dogs. He said, that's kind of ironic. Dogs eating Korean. No.
1: <laughs>
0: that's a pretty good line.
1: That
3: is a good one. My, my favorite of the uh, cable guy's lines is, he said, I get stopped by a police officer. And uh, he said, are you drunk? And I said, why? Is there a fat chick in my backseat?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: Larry right there. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Larry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right, damn it!
2: <laughs> uh, the Broncos, a lot of ground games stuff that in on teams where you didn't expect it. Right? Uh, Peyton, one point, Peyton Manning was out there with a tiller, probably just to get an endorsement deal with John Deere. Uh, <laughs>
0: Well, he's got a few.
2: He's got a few. It Is was windy. In... It was hard to see because of all of Peyton's Papa John's checks blowing around all was, over the place.
0: Was <laughs> that <laughs> unbelievable?
2: There are a lot of Papa John's.
0: Ass. Oh, my. goodness! got Papa John moonwalking now, which that's what we needed.
4: <laughs> I and want him for my next film. Yeah. <laughs> Get that guy Papa right. Papa John there. man.
2: And if you watch the game, you saw him yell the word Omaha a million times. Right. <laughs> Is that just to throw everybody off? Is Omaha Southern for red herring? Somebody's doing? (laughs) I think so. Think how much Peyton could bank if he just added the word steaks.
0: (laughs) That's right. He could get endorsement money.
2: (laughs) Or put mutual of before. He could probably get both ends of that. Mutual (laughs) of Omaha steaks.
0: Who's that guy's name? (laughs) The Mutual of Omaha show. Have the animals on uh, it? Marlon
4: Perkins. Marlon Perkins. Absolutely. From the Chicago Zoo.
0: You're damn right.
2: All of the audibles should be sponsors, right? He says no, stuff but. all the time. Pizza Hut, Hut! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Easy to dial it in. Seahawks beat the Saints. It was raining in Seattle. How cliche. The Saints struggled early. Um, no surprise, the team from New Orleans would be a little nervous in a rainstorm. If that's the issue. <laughs> yeah. The Saints' offense really only worked in spurts, sort of like my brother-in-law. You know, now and again, they were working. <laughs>
0: Don't use the word "spurt" and brother-in-law.
2: Together. <laughs> it's just like, maybe not a good word. I no. <laughs> How about way. fits and starts? <laughs> That's better. <laughs> Let's go with that. It's better. Uh, Seattle's so good at home, the twelfth man is considering a holdout.
0: <laughs> God, I'm sick of that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of that twelfth man thing.
2: That's a lot of buzz there, yeah. Oh, uh, God. And they stopped tight end superstar J- uh, Jimmy Graham. Was held to eight yards. Mm -hmm. Poor Jimmy. Jimmy Hoffa had more yards at his own funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Hoffa is in more yards. Eight. Not not a big number. Uh, So, yeah, the Percy Harvin injuries, and then the Niners beat the Panthers. The Niners advance to their third straight championship game. Harbaugh, the only coach to reach that game in all of his first three seasons. Amazing. Which is a cool stat, but I'd like to see him try to peddle that at Thanksgiving dinner against his brother who beat him in the Super Bowl. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's cute. How about the fact that his grandpa died on Sunday morning? Is that true? Yeah. I missed that. Oh. Yeah, the guy that's in the, in the picture with the family, that little tiny guy that's standing in the middle of the Harbaugh's, that's his grandpa. I think he was like 98 years old. Oh, wow. He died, died suddenly at 98? Died suddenly at 98 on Sunday morning, and it was really nice because Harbaugh said uh, he loved everyone and everyone lo- Or no, he loved everything and everyone loved him. That's what he said. That's very cool. touching. Very touching.
2: I wish I knew the real story of the Harbaugh brothers. They seem like they're competitive pricks. but that, that <laughs> might, <laughs> Yes, they do. That might not be yes. fair, especially the, the 49er one seems like a real pain in the ass. But, yes. you know, sometimes perception isn't reality. I wonder which way that goes. That's I don't very know. very
0: true. No, you're right.
2: Um, and going into the season, I think we all agreed the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Falcons were the big Super Bowl contenders from the NFC.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: two out of three ain't bad.
0: Well, and... Just so happens, by the way, Pat, that Kasaki's from Atlanta. Ah. So, Ah. yeah, Yeah,
2: it's been a tough year. (laughs) It's been a tough year. The the Falcons were so disappointing this season they had to pay a commission to Godfather
0: Three. You know, Pat wrote that. Did you write so.
1: <laughs> that? would be
2: funny, but for the wrong reason. Uh, yes, exactly. The Patriots beat the Colts uh, with a blunt instrument. LeGarrette Blunt, 24 yeah. carries, 166 yards, four touchdowns. Jeez. Odd, because usually when you have a blunt, you pass. <laughs> a drug reference, Andy. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and okay. a Sports and a drug reference. Cult Andy knows nothing about it This
2: week, the blunt hit them. So. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Very good.
2: Bill Belichick said the key to coaching is enjoying what you do. Bill, you enjoy what you do? Tell your face.
0: Honest to God, he looks miserable. He always <laughs> looks miserable. Imagine if he was it. miserable. What was the name of that movie, The Road? I think it was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, he because he's always got his hood up. He looks like he's in that movie, The Road. He, I'm just, the world's You're be haunted by that image.
2: You, you put that in my head. It's going to stay there. Oh, That's It's the god. perfect way to describe that it's guy. True. That is the most joyless book ever.
0: Oh it, god! One yes.
2: moment where they skip rocks and do something happy.
0: <laughs> no, there'll I be none of that. So
2: uh, joyless <laughs> is the perfect word for that. Yes. Ah, uh, so luck versus Brady. Well, at least the better beard one. What is? What
0: That's is, gone now.
2: Andrew it's God I saw that clip Andrew,
0: today yeah Andrew it. cut his beard
2: it's crazy otherwise you'd have to audition for ZZ top or
0: something it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> it become a like a he could become a moil.
4: <laughs> You're You're I'm really? the Become a Andrew Luck. You go to Menards. There's that uh, yes. there, the area there. We got there. Come I'm and i now to Menards.
0: Oil supplies. Cut <laughs> <laughs> on the bias. No one has ever oh. said oil
2: and Menards in the same
0: <laughs> No, they have. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Now, Pat, I should uh, let you know one yeah. of the great things about Kostaki Economopolis and Quick Snaps is he's the <laughs> only guy out there that tells you. The big finish is coming. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Exactly.
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> All right, we got two more jokes.
0: See? see? Uh, okay, good. <laughs>
2: right. Bruno Mars is going to be the uh, halftime entertainment. Why couldn't they get someone a little more masculine, like Madonna? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dad, have
4: you seen her arms lately? yeah, oh, They're terrifying. Man-esque. It looks like that body
3: works... Yes, Display. it Ugh. does.
0: It plastis- plastinization yeah. or whatever that's called.
3: Right. Oh, yes, nasty.
0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, with the big
1: finish. The, big finish.
2: the Lions interviewed former Texans coach uh, Gary Kubiak. Oh, Gary. that sounds like the Lions to me. <laughs> let's talk to the guy who falls down and comes in last.
0: <laughs> oh, consider, that is the Lions.
2: Let's consider him to be the leader of our team. <laughs>
0: isn't Wizenhunt going to take that job? It looks
2: like Wizenhunt, yeah.
0: And we're going to get Zimmer, it looks like.
2: Is that right? Zimmer?
0: No, I think that's right. Zimmer, the defensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals.
2: Mm, is that good?
3: Oh, that's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we don't want anybody that wins. <laughs> you know, it was interesting in the newspaper uh, today or yesterday, they finally tumbled, the sports writers finally tumbled to the conversation we were having three weeks ago about Jack Del Rio being the final choice yeah the proper choice for the coach of the vikings and uh and there was a story finally a story yes what did they say about studwell anything no but i i would if they're listening to the your program then i would imagine they'll uh three weeks from now they'll mention that studwell should take uh, spielman's position they should i'm telling it
0: should happen
2: That'd is be great. jack del rio good coach
3: well, he, he won three of the games, that uh, three of four that he substituted.
2: Yeah, but that's, I mean, you just handed him keys to a Ferrari and you don't crash it, right. really,
3: right? Yeah, don't tell Paul
4: Walker. <laughs> <laughs> too soon for that reference. Nah, I'm okay. sorry. I like Paul Walker.
2: I
0: didn't mean that Paul Walker. A few yeah. weeks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but Del Rio, he coached the Jaguars. Yeah. And now he's the defensive coordinator of a team that is famously has a terrible defense, right?
0: Well, that's great. Sounds dude. perfect to me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the Jacksonville Jaguars owned by like the Sultan of Brunei now, or something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Really? The, 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 the Imam of uh, something. <laughs> of something. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's recalled called like a fatwa. I think one of, the, one of the groups fighting in Syria, I think, owns the team now. Oh. <laughs> and they hate the Patriots. <laughs> and they hate the
1: Patriots. Yeah. yeah. Very true.
0: All right, young man. Well, thank you, guys. You are the best. Of the best. I think it was so wonderful. Yeah. that you came on and did Funny. a naked gun joke. Well, that, that was,
4: my formula. Formula. That was Yeah, that's oh, yeah. incredible.
2: I can back into some dumb luck once in a while. <laughs> oh, take you.
0: Kistaki, we'll talk to you again next week, sir.
2: You guys are great. Go Niners and Seahawks, I think.
0: Or somebody.
1: Who cares? <laughs> Go <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice, uh, way to put your heart into that one Pistaka. That was great Go football <laughs> uh, Yes, go football
2: I'm mostly rooting for Peyton Manning I want him to beat Tom Brady He's the better quarterback And he's got a terrible heads up record against. Well,
0: him. Tom Brady unfortunately is Doesn't have any money And he's really homely Son of a bitch, I hate him, right.
1: hate him a
0: little bit for that. I just want to hate him Because he's Tom Brady Because he's got everything Right Everything. That's probably not true, but that's the
4: perception. That's
0: a good. What fair, doesn't no? he have other than? I was going to go back to the candy reference, but that scared Kostaki <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> you,
4: gotta, yeah. you have to go backwards a little bit to get that one. You would. Do you,
0: now we'll see if Kostaki remembers this, because your Kostaki's not that old. Mm. Do you remember a diet candy uh, that went out of production in 1986? A diet candy. It was a chocolate candy, individually wrapped, and people used to take it to lose weight, and it made them lose weight. Oh,
4: mad. I know this! I-, I know this answer. It is AIDS. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Very good. That's real. Sponsoring the Tom. <laughs> <laughs> You know we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice.
2: Sometimes your name gets ruined by another thing that happens.
4: Right. Oh, it's just sad. Or if this you can a... buy AIDS on on, on uh, eBay, what if there's any, any old boxes of it? Candy's on it right now. No, I'm sure Andy's already bought it's a some. It's probably collector's item now. Yeah, the box itself would be amazing. How would you like some 27 year old
0: candy?
1: 27 <laughs> year old AIDS. 27 no. year old AIDS. Yeah, because I've never heard of it being rebranded or
0: anything. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants that brand. I'm
2: pretty sure. No, I mean.
1: The, uh, the candy still doesn't exist under some other name.
2: That's true. You'd think they would do, like, value jet
4: and just make it yeah. a different thing. Yeah. yeah. Value jet. Yeah, if it right. worked. Or so lobby and, and get age change to something else. Just, you know, just, yeah, just kidding. Just kidding. Because <laughs> after Tell thinking something. about it, a neighborhood Hilarious. friend of ours. I've got all these boxes.
3: <laughs> there is a new candy called pancreatic cancer. I wonder if that's <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, and you know so it's fresh
4: so with the name <laughs> pancreatic cancer <laughs> <laughs> because
1: you'll lose weight
4: I'm Don Shelby <laughs>
0: Spokesperson Kostocky wants to leave and he can't
1: I know hilarious. things
4: to
0: do Kostocky will look forward to next week sir thank you guys
1: thanks
0: Bye. very much Kostocky go football
4: <laughs> go, yeah, go,
1: go football Omaha, Omaha. good
4: did, one did, Alex no. Now, isn't OJ asking for a pardon now?
0: He yes. is because he said he's dying.
4: You guys have talked about this obviously. No, the, like, no we have do, not. He thinks he has a tumor, right? He has a brain tumor you or something. He, yes, that's correct. Do How do you doctors? think you have? I, but do you think there'll be a bedside confession? Oh, do you, do you think, no! Do you think he's building no. up to something? No, he, he to, would do he never have the to do that. Yeah. No, no. no, never. Uh.
1: Uh-uh. I don't think he uh,
4: I don't know I, I like, it. like it. That would be interesting. I mean, maybe what do you, that- mean, you
1: think you think he thinks he has a brain tumor. Every time I have a headache or a twinge, I think I have one. So what does that mean? Have,
4: now I think I have one just because you said <laughs> that. Let yeah. you
1: know. This episode was as calorically packed as an order of cheese curds with gravy on top. On yet another deep-fried episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard podcast with great clips from Frank Kellyendo, TJ Miller, and Pat Proft. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.